Hello there, this is Benny. And this is Kyle. And you're listening to The Doctor's Watcher. The playing card enthusiasts podcast about every episode of Doctor Who. The clown-free podcast about... <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sometimes we have clowns. <laughs> I wonder if we need to put a content warning on the clown episode. <laughs> uh, I think technically no, but... <laughs> All right, well, uh, I know we caught up a little bit at the start of the previous episode, but um, we're recording this one right after, so any, what else What else have you been up to, Kyle, besides the, having foundation work done <laughs> in your house? So yesterday, actually, I, I left the contractors at the house to do foundation work while I went out on a work outing where we shot paintballs at each other. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was have pretty you, fun. Have you done paintball before? Um, this was the second time I've been paintballing. The first time was probably 25 years ago. Oh, yeah, so it's been a while. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, so, yeah, it was pretty fun. like a, a holiday type of outing because it's... Um, early December here as we're recording this? I don't think it was specifically for the holiday or anything. Um, it was actually, funny enough, it was actually originally scheduled for April of 2020, and that outing oh. was canceled. Yeah. And yeah, I guess they're just like <laughs> finally getting around to being like, hey, we should we should do that paintballing thing. <laughs> uh, cool. How'd you do? Um, the team I was on, I left like halfway through the day cause I wanted to come back home and check up on the contractors. So uh, yeah. in the games that I was present for, I think we won one of the three. That's not bad. Yeah. I don't think you'd get the TARDIS back though with those numbers. <laughs> uh huh. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. What about you? Well, I have not gone paintballing. Um, although I do have a, a work outing coming up where we're going to a place called tipsy putt we're not sponsored but i just found the name amusing where <laughs> it's like an indoor miniature golf course with alcohol um nice. n- neither thing is really uh my my jam but i haven't <laughs> seen my colleagues in person in a while because i tend to work remote so uh i i, I figure that that'll be the, the the main draw is just seeing folks again yeah I actually am kind of a sucker for mini golf. <laughs> I'll, I'll play it. Like when I when I visited my my family over the summer, we we played around the mini golf. But uh, besides that, my partner and I have been watching uh, the anime Pluto on Netflix, nice. which is the anime adaptation of one of our favorite manga series by Naoki Urasawa, who's one of our favorite manga creators. So yeah, um, that's been pretty good <laughs> uh it's a it's a fantastic manga it's excellent it's based on uh, a, a story by osamu tezuka actually who did um astro boy or mighty adam in the original <laughs> uh japanese nice so very cool worth checking out well also potentially worth checking out i guess we'll find out <laughs> at the end of the serial uh-huh is
the 31st episode of season three of Doctor Who, The Hall of Dolls. Yeah. Which is, of course, the second episode of The Celestial Toymaker. Yep. Um, we're just hoping there's no clowns among those <laughs> dolls. Uh-huh. Or no more clowns. We've had some already. So, Kyle, won't you tell us? <laughs> I'm on top of it this time. How'd you watch it? So this was another reconstruction. Ah, uh, dang. I do want to say that these are pretty good reconstructions. Okay. The, okay. Yeah. The photo stash that I mentioned in the previous episode that they got access to must have had like a lot of good photos. It seems like fairly <laughs> comprehensively covering the episodes. So Nice. And then, you know, they've also done some CGI, which, you know, being from 2012 is not terrible. <laughs> uh, but not amazing, I suspect. Yeah, yeah, it's not nothing mind-blowing, but it's decent for what it is. So, yeah. Yeah. Reconstruction, but these are these are pretty watchable reconstructions. Cool. I dig it. Would you remind us of our Cliff Dangler? Well, our Cliff Dangler was sort of a riddle, uh, which we got at the end of the last one. Our, our heroes, uh, well, the, the doctor is playing a game, like a logic puzzle with this the celestial toy maker, while Steven and Dodo uh, have won one game against clowns uh, and <laughs> are, have, have moved through this fake TARDIS into the, the next game area. Um, but within that TARDIS, they found a riddle. So curious to find out more about what that meant. Indeed. You know, it just occurred to me, like the Celestial Toymaker talked about how he wants the Doctor to stick around and play all these games with him. Yeah, but yeah, we ship it. What that actually seems to mean, or at least has meant so far, is that the Doctor plays a single-player game while the Celestial Toymaker, like, taunts him. Hey, some people like to watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still into it. I still ship it. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So Dodo and Steven head through the fake TARDIS into the next room where they basically just find a door. That was easy. Yep. <laughs> it takes them a bit of work to get, I guess, the locks on the door undone and open, but they do. Okay. Yeah. This might much be going on there. Uh, having it as a reconstruction might, might kind of uh, diminish the scene. Yeah. We cut back over to the toy maker's study where the doctor is now on move 416 and has not made a mistake yet. Yeah, we know he can't afford to make even a single one. Uh, he has to complete this in 1,023 moves, I think. Yeah, right. Of, don't check my work. Um, but <laughs> uh, and the, the, the main thing is that this game is also serving as a sort of timer for Dodo and Steven, who have to complete all their games before the doctor finishes his. Right. So just yeah, catching the, the listeners up. We've got like multiple levels of games going on here. Games within games. The toy maker reminds the doctor of this whole premise where, of course, Stephen and Toto have to win all their games and find the real TARDIS before the doctor finishes his. 
And, you know, the, the consequence if this does not happen is that they will all become the toy makers playthings for eternity. Yeah, we're, uh, we're hoping not to have that happen. <laughs> so the doctor, who is mostly invisible and intangible. <laughs> he is a hand. <laughs> uh-huh. He sees on the view screen that Steven and Dodo are in a room with some chairs in it. That game, I might have known. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh-huh. So his hand floats over to a control panel where it presses a button and the doctor's voice tells Steven and Dodo over the intercom to take care. He's about to tell them a particular chair number, but he stops speaking. You fool! Now I have been forced to make you dumb as well as intangible. You cannot speak until you have reached the second to last move of the trilogic game. Now then, let them play their games whilst you play yours. William Hartnell gets even more of a vacation. <laughs> yep, basically. I wonder if this is even his hand. Getting bored of the recording studio, I guess. <laughs> the toy maker advances the doctor's game to move 444 and then selects the Hart family from a deck of playing cards to be Steven and Dodo's next opponents. Well, at least it's not clowns. I'll, I'll take playing cards. Uh-huh. Steven and Dodo wonder what it was that the doctor was trying to warn them about, and the toy maker appears to tell them that he took the doctor's voice away and that this should be a warning to them. Basically, like, what could happen if you don't follow the rules of the game? Yeah, only the clowns are allowed to cheat. Uh-huh. Don't be like the clowns, Dodo and Steven. He disappears, and the two of them examine the three odd-looking chairs. What odd-looking chairs? That's these are what the doctor was trying to warn us about. Uh, they are indeed odd-looking. <laughs> uh-huh. They solve the first half of the riddle at this point. Four legs, no feet, of arms, no lack. It carries no burden on its back. They are able to realize that it might be referencing chairs. Nice. They're not sure what to make of the second part, though. Six deadly sisters, seven for choice, call the servants without voice. I think we might be about to find out. A moment later, a queen and king walk into the room. Very cool. It I'm going to guess that they're a heart-themed couple. Yeah, they're they're not like super, super heart-themed, but they definitely look like playing card characters. Okay, cool. It's actually the same actors who played the clowns. <laughs> well, okay, I guess uh, I guess they they liked them in the casting department. <laughs> uh huh. I don't know if you ever watched Allo Allo. I did. I quite dig it. Uh, so Some of the jokes haven't aged super well, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, still a fun show. Edith, the woman who plays Edith in Allo Allo, is actually the queen and the happy clown. Oh, no. Uh, well, I, uh, I do like her. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun cast. But yeah. yeah. So the playing card characters dismiss Stephen and Dodo as peasants, and then 
start talking amongst the two of themselves about how they need to find the king's throne, but none of these chairs look like it. Interesting. Stephen basically tells Dodo to ignore them, and he heads through a door that he finds, takes Dodo with him. Yeah, Stephen, I think I think I think you can't, you can't just walk out of the escape room there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> the Knight of Hearts shows up, or the Knave of Hearts, I guess, since it's British. Hmm. And he apparently visually references some fictional British character that I'm not familiar with, Billy Bunter. Uh Uh-uh. I have no idea. All you British listeners, maybe you know. I guess this is a guy. Yeah. Uh, What I briefly read. Yeah. (laughs) What I briefly read is that Billy Bunter is sort of like a a mischievous schoolboy or something like that. Sure. <laughs> so the knave of hearts shows up. The Joker is with him. Oh, watch out, celestial toy maker! <laughs> who uh-huh. uh, listeners will recall is played by the guy who plays Alfred in the Tim Burton movies. <laughs> the Queen at this point notices that Stephen and Dodo have left, and the King like saw them leave, but didn't mention it because the queen didn't ask him about it is what he says (laughs) fair enough so you know he points out where they went and she and the king follow after them cool turns out they are over in this other room with four more chairs in it so there are seven chairs all together hmm that's uh that sounds a little familiar (laughs) this room also has four big cupboards i guess that are shaped just like the tardis so like four kind of police box looking things cool nice uh merchandising opportunity there (laughs) Uh uh-huh they think again about the second half of the poem and decide that maybe it's still talking about the chairs their theory is that six of the chairs must be like dangerous or deadly somehow and only one of them is safe to sit in yeah that sounds like the sort of thing the celestial toy maker would do yeah definitely six deadly sisters seven for choice and then of course also call the servants without voice which they still don't understand hope it's not clowns They start opening... Or mimes. Oh, Kyle, hold on. I hope it's not mimes. (laughs) They start opening these TARDIS-like cupboards, and one of the four won't open, but the other three each has dolls inside of it. Uh, Two of these three cupboards have two dolls each, and those dolls are sort of like playing card characters themselves. Um, You know, they've Mm. got like wooden arms and legs and then like sort of playing card front and back, pretty similar to like the Disney Alice in Wonderland playing card characters. Okay. So we've got four of those dolls, two in two cupboards each. Mm. The other cupboard has three dolls, which are basically like sort of ballerina dolls. Hmm. I wonder if we have to put the dolls on the chairs somehow. As 
Steven and Dodo are basically pulling the playing card dolls out of the cupboards, the one with the three ballerina dolls closes, like the door closes. I should also mention that when I say dolls, these are like big dolls. These dolls are like the size of a 10-year-old child, probably. Oh, wow. Deluxe. So yeah, it takes a bit of effort to like get them out of the cupboard and move them around and stuff. Gotcha. You can't just uh, grab an armful of them. Right. The king and queen show up in this room and wonder what's going on here. And Dodo explains the theory that she and Steven have formed about the dangerous chairs and also explains that they intend to use the dolls to test the chairs. Ah, good thinking. The queen is like, cool, cool. There are four dolls, so we each must be meant to get one. Okay, not sure I follow, but sure. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Dodo is almost like, but there are seven dolls. But Steven successfully gets her to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Excellent. I mean, he, I mean, not not that I support a man, you know, making a, a woman not speak, but <laughs> yeah, it seems like not not a thing you want to reveal at this point. Yeah, he's basically just like, we'll go test some chairs back in the other room, and so he and Dodo each get a doll and go back to the first chair room that they came from. You know, if you used all four of the dolls and you made the king and the queen both sit on a chair, you'd be up to six chairs. And then (laughs) presumably if those were all deadly, then the seventh would be safe. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the king and the queen would not let us get away with that, though. And the camera operator actually stays with the king and the queen, who are, of course, trying to find the king's throne. Uh, In their conversation, they basically talk about how they're victims of the toy maker, too, and they need to, like, find the throne or or they'll never escape him. I'm not sure if this toy maker is going to let you go, even if you do find the throne, you guys. Uh The queen tells the king to pick a chair at random. You know, there are four chairs here. We need to start testing them. So <laughs> not sure that's the best strategy. <laughs> uh, he, the king, mumbles an outdated and quite offensive version of the eeny meeny miny mo rhyme in order to pick a chair. Scale of one to ten, how offensive are we talking about here? Uh, this is definitely going to be a ten. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So 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 we're we're uh, saying it has the n word in it. Yeah, that, that's what is in it, yeah. Doctor Who, not okay. Yeah, I did read, this is in no way excusing it, but I read that it was not in the script. The script basically just said that, like, he does the rhyme, and it was the actor who chose to do the version of the rhyme that has the word in it. I I know I know we talk about how it was very expensive at the time to reshoot scenes, uh, so that's why a lot of mistakes and things end mm-hmm. up in the actual show. I feel like for that one you could shut out for, for more <laughs> film. Yeah. 
Apparently, <laughs> yeah, no, if someone flubs a line or a special <laughs> effect doesn't quite work the way it's supposed to. Sure, uh-huh. it's a kids' show. You know, they weren't expecting reruns. I get it. Someone says the N word. You can do a reshoot. <laughs> I read that you know a lot of these missing episodes the audio of the episode has been released basically as like an audio book with like, you know, narration added and stuff. And I didn't listen to it, but apparently in like the official audio book version of the serial, which is narrated by Peter Purves, his narration just kind of like talks over it. So you can't hear it. Oh, hey. Well, good. (laughs) Uh, Oh, geez. Okay. Hey, folks. Isn't this a good podcast? If you like what you hear, let us know. You can do that on social media or by email or by leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Another thing you can do if you like this show is let your friends know. Word of mouth is the best way for us to get new listeners. And now, back to the show. So, the king picks a chair. He puts his doll into the chosen chair. He's about to sit in it himself, but the queen stops him and is like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> good call, queen. Uh-huh. So he puts the doll into the chair, and these metal clamps like hold on to the doll as the chair starts violently vibrating. Hmm. Steven and Dodo get to the other room where the knave and the Joker are napping. Oh, my, uh, uh, Jove, Jave, um, (laughs) Joe cave, (laughs) Nave, Nave, Naker, Nave, yeah, I, I kind of uh, like anyway. Jove, maybe. Sure, yeah, Jove. Steven now confirms for Dodo, now that they're away from the king and queen, that, yeah, we're trying to keep these other three dolls secret for now. Uh, well, we better hope those two really are asleep, then, if we're just <laughs> uh-huh. talking about our plan out loud here. He tells her to throw her doll into a chair. You know, six of these chairs are deadly, so he doesn't want to even get close to them. Good call. So I feel like she this is does the sort of thing that you do in D and D. Yes. <laughs> uh huh. She does, and when the doll lands in the chair, there's sort of an electricity sound effect, and the doll starts smoking. <laughs> oh yikes! Well, that's some sort of electrocution. That could have been us. Yep. The knave... Well, uh, two down, five to go. <laughs> uh-huh. The knave wakes up at some point, and I think maybe he's scared by the doll getting electrocuted or something because he just runs down the passage to the other room that the king and queen are in. Okay. Stephen throws his doll into one of the other chairs which starts spinning faster and faster until it flings the doll out against the wall oh yikes 
I, I do enjoy that the the writers had to come up with a different thing for each chair to do, and then they had to uh-huh. kind of rig it up somehow. So I appreciate the effort, and that the loose cannon reconstructionists like CGI'd most of them. Oh, nice! Yeah. Back in the other room, the king's doll is starting to fall apart from the stress of the shaking. Like we see his head fly off and stuff. Oh dear. The knave shows up in the room and the king suggests that he try a chair. Nice. It's good to be king. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Mother, did you hear what he said? Oh no, it's a family thing. <laughs> I think you all need therapy. <laughs> need counseling. The king says it was just a little joke. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> he puts the fourth doll into a chair, which then slowly vanishes along with the doll. Okay, cool, cool. Still remaining creative with uh, uh-huh. what the chairs do. So we've now burned through the four dolls. The king and queen still have two chairs left in their room that are untested. And... They are correctly assuming that Stephen and Dodo must have also not succeeded yet, or the toy maker would have visited. Mm, makes sense. So they're trying to figure out what to do when the king has an idea. I know! The fool! At least they didn't try to make Dodo and Stephen sit in the chairs. <laughs> Unless they consider one of them the fool. It's like, no, no, they're the fool, and that's uh-huh. the joker. <laughs> so he and the queen head off to the other room to collect the fool, and the knave runs after them, calling for his mother. I, uh, so I, I guess we're meant to assume that at least the three of them are a, a normal family that got stuck in this game, and now we're hoping that the fool... Is not. Yeah, that's what it seems to be. But we'll see. Or maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Steven and Dodo, of course, also still have one untested chair in their room. Mm. And also no dolls left. But they also have a fool. Steven tries investigating the chair, but he rolls a one on his investigation check. Oh... They see the king and queen coming, so Stephen decides to try to distract them while Dodo goes to the other room, gets the dolls from the third cupboard, and tests the chairs in that room. Good plan. So Stephen talks to the king and queen for a minute about how you know, we're out of dolls, looks like we're at an impasse here. The king is like, I don't know, I've got sort of a secret plan, and goes and wakes the Joker up. And about this time, Dodo comes back and tells Stephen that the cupboard with the other three dolls is locked. Hmm. The king and queen hear this. She didn't try to, like whisper or be at all secretive she just said it uh well the 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 dm uh didn't specify how close they were (laughs) Uh uh-huh so they hear it and they head into the other room 
to, I guess, try to get the dolls themselves. It's kind of unclear. They accuse Stephen and Dodo of cheating and then head out of the room. They take the Joker or the Fool and the Knave with them. Oh, good luck to that Fool, I guess. Stephen basically tells Dodo that she's just handed the game over to them. They're going to have the Joker sit in one of the two remaining chairs in that room. And if the correct chair is not the one in Steven and Dodo's room, they're fucked. Well, I mean, I guess just having the the fool sit in one chair still leaves another chair in the the other room, right? Am I not following that correctly? Um, Well, I think, yeah, Steven's saying that the fool sits in one chair that leaves the other chair in the king and queen's room so if the correct chair is not the one in Stephen and dodo's room oh then it then would the be king that chair that's it. remaining gotcha yeah but they would have no way of knowing that yeah i think i guess his idea is just that they would just go ahead and test it and would just get it before Stephen and dodo get a chance okay He turns away in frustration, and Dodo sits in the remaining chair in their room. Person of action. We cut over to the toy maker's office just long enough for him to give an update to the invisible, intangible, non-speaking doctor. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You've been moving along very satisfactorily. It's especially commendable considering that young Dodo has chosen to sit in the wrong chair. The freezing chair. No! We cut back, and sure enough, Dodo's freezing. She tells Stephen that she can't move and that she feels cold all through. He tells her to stand up, but like... Dude, she's freezing. She's sitting in the freezing chair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) She thinks that she's turning to ice. He tells her to fight it and to try to stand up. He doesn't, like, pull her out of the chair or anything. He just kind of tries to, like, talk her through not freezing, I guess. I guess if he touches her, it might affect him, too. Yeah, it's not really clear. He does eventually just pull her out of the chair, and then she's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Could have tried that like a few minutes earlier, but okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we had episode time to fill. Yeah. Over in the other chair room, the king is asking the Joker for his opinion on which chair is better. The Joker chooses chair number six, which has this like cool spirally wire design. Nice. The king and queen tell the Joker to go sit in it, but he's like, no, fuck that. I quit my job and he (laughs) leaves. Excellent. You can always hit the bricks. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. The knave follows him out, so it's just the king and queen left in the room, and the king tells the queen that 
she'll have to sit in the chair to test it. And she's like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So they decide to both sit in it together. We will both sit in it. And if we go, we go together. My love. How romantic. I don't recommend it. (laughs) Uh They both sit down in the chair and for a moment, nothing happens. And they even have like a line or two of dialogue about how they're all right. And they were worried about nothing. And And then then the chair just sort of like closes in on them and just kind of like bends them over and traps them. Oh, well, I guess uh, they're, they, are they still alive? Uh, unclear at this point. Oh man, is it just going to start squeezing? (laughs) Then, yeah, it's not that type of show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Steven and Dodo get back into this room. Of course, there's only one chair now and we know it's the correct chair. Yeah. So Steven goes and sits in it. Cool. No, he's the king. (laughs) There's a loud noise, sort of like a a rumbly noise, and the TARDIS appears. Yay, we win. Dodo goes over and checks it, but of course it's another fake. And they realize at this point that they never solved the final part of the riddle, call the servants without voice. And then the servants without voice appear. (laughs) Dodo first is like, how the fuck are we supposed to call without voice but then they realize that maybe it's talking about the dolls maybe the dolls are the servants without voice didn't you say they were like ballerina dolls yeah there were the playing card dolls and the ballerina dolls i'm not sure if i call those servants but you know what i didn't make up these riddles (laughs) (laughs) Uh uh-huh they had actually had this thought that maybe the servants without voice are the dolls like much earlier in the episode. I didn't mention it at the time, but they tried like calling to the dolls and nothing happened. Oh, but they try it again. Now Steven calls to the dolls. And when he does a telephone inside of the fake TARDIS starts to ring. Oh man, those servants have no voice. What what eldritch horror is going Uh, to be on the other end? Steven answers the phone, and it's the toy maker. Oh, okay. I guess he could be an eldritch horror. He tells them that they're doing well, but they'd better step it up because the doctor's doing even better. Yeah, dang it, doctor. You're too good at this. (laughs) (laughs) He gives them their next clue, which is... Fits the door that leads out on the dancing floor. Then escapes the rhythmic beat, or you'll forever tap your feet. Oh, they're just gonna have to play some DDR. <laughs> uh huh. That's cool. Yeah, this <laughs> one's less of a riddle and more of just instructions. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I'm into it. And then the words on the screen appear. Uh, not quite. We're just about there. Oh, okay. They they basically take one last look in the chair room and oh yeah the king and the queen are still in the chair (laughs) (laughs) and yeah what they what they see now is the chair with just two playing cards on the seat like two actual playing cards oh okay 
well, rip. <laughs> uh huh. But don't actually rip them. <laughs> the back of the fake TARDIS swings open, revealing a dark passageway, presumably to the next game. Mm-hmm. And as they head down this passage, Dodo tries calling out to the dolls one final time. And this time, back in the chair room, the cupboard door opens and the three ballerina dolls exit the cupboard and follow after Stephen and Dodo as the words, next episode, the dancing floor appear on screen. I mean, ballerinas do seem like the sort of thing you'd want on a dancing floor. Um, but what's the vibe that we're getting off of these dolls? Like, is it like, oh, good, we have uh, three three helpers now, or like, they are coming? Uh, I would say kind of halfway between those. Okay, it's more like, huh? Fair interesting. What are they gonna do? And are these now people, like in costumes, or are they like marionettes, or...? Um, so in the reconstruction, they were basically, I think they're still like actual dolls, like, you know, large dolls or marionette type things. Hmm. Um, in the reconstruction, it was just sort of like the cutout of the photo of each one statically moving. <laughs> Well, you do what you can with what you got, I guess. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm, I'm into the, yeah, I'm, I'm still into the overall premise here. Uh, clowns notwithstanding. Whatever happened to the knave, by the way? Um, Was he just hanging out for the last part of that that scene? He he leaves with the Joker. Oh, and okay. Yeah, yeah then, the, the, the Jove ship's got to gotta go. Right. They got, they got making out to do. That's just a, a, an episode yeah, wrap. shuffle, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, when when the Joker quits his job and the knave leaves with him, that, that's the episode wrap on the Jove ship. Okay, cool. Well, this is a fun one. Yeah. Did you have any other notes for us, Kyle? Um, I don't think so. Just, yeah, other than that... The doctor seems to still be on vacation. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, in that case, we'd like to thank Circuit23 for the awesome theme song that he made for us. You can find his album on Bandcamp, and you can find his other music on SoundCloud. Oh, and I think last time I forgot to say, uh, but you can email him at circuit.23 at gmail.com. Thank you, Kyle, for watching Doctor Who and telling me all about it. And thank you, Benny, for listening to me talk all about Doctor Who. And thank you, listeners, for listening to me, listening to Kyle talk about Doctor Who. We'd love to hear from you. Please write to us at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review and um, tell a friend. And we all know that... The Ninth Doctor dances. Come back in two weeks to find out if the first does on the there dancing floor. There's your uh, your cliff dangler. <laughs>
Bye. Bye. You know, I feel very foolish talking to a playing card. A playing card? Well, aren't you? Dodo, it's useless talking to them. They're just products of the toy maker's imagination. They're as real as you are. Henry. Oh, yes, madame. Come here. Uh, yes, madame. Let's just let it try us. Feel your arm. Feel my arm? There, child. Isn't that an arm? Not much of one, I grant you, but nevertheless, a real arm. Yes, yes. I think that means one of your people. Yes, I'll take your word Look, if you're real people, what are you doing here? And why are you wearing those ridiculous clothes? Oh, yes, well, it would take a little too long to explain, my boy. The fact is that we are victims of the time maker, the same as you are. I mean, for instance, if I were to sit in this chair... Hey, no!